This is Singles Going Steady, and we have a special preview for you today. I'm Adrian Madoc. And I'm Steve McGowan. Here's a sneak peek at an upcoming full interview with author Will Birch, whose biography, Cruel to be Kind, The Life and Music of Nick Lowe, is hitting the shelves on August 20, 2019. We'll have a full discussion with Will about this remarkable book soon, but we wanted to share a taste with you now. Uh, but welcome, Will Birch. Hi. It's great to speak with you, Will. Um, what is the imprint your book is on? The publisher in the USA is uh, De Capo Press. De Capo. Okay. Yeah. And how long did you work on this book? I started uh, about 2011, uh, finished it about a year ago. So wow. uh, seven, seven years. Wow. And I guess you could really say you've been working on it for a couple decades. Yeah. Some of the uh, material was in an earlier book I wrote called No Sleep Till Can Be Island, um, the pub rock scene. And um, this is more about Nick Lowe than the scene in general. In general. Okay. We were noticing, yes, we were noticing as we were going through the book how much of the, uh, you know, how you were ever present for um, many of the events in the book. Um, as a firsthand account, was there anything that you uncovered in your research that kind of surprised you? Like, oh, I didn't realize that was going on as well. Yeah, there were certain things like that. I mean, I was on that kind of pub rock scene with my own group and I was a big fan of Brinsley Schwartz and later Nick Solo's stuff. And I worked with uh, some of the people in his organisation some years later. Um, and um, I got to hear stories that I didn't know, obviously, always pleased to hear them, but I, I did sort of know quite a lot of it. And um, the most uh, interesting uh, facts I uncovered were more about Nick's uh, genealogy um, when I yes. investigated his uh, great grandparents, uh, his uh, American great grandfather, right. uh, um, and Nick Nick didn't know this at all. I told him over mm -hmm. lunch one day. I said, "Did you know your great grandfather fought in the American Civil War?" And Nick said, "No, you know he was very." <laughs> He was, he was very surprised, and he imagined um, men is, with um, stovepipe hats and brocade waistcoats, uh, sort of Ab Abraham Lincoln image. Right. And he, he vaguely knew that his great-grandmother, this guy's wife, was uh, of um, European, uh, Austrian descent. He had a vague idea, but he didn't know any facts about them at all. Uh, but the most single amazing fact I uncovered, which is really trivial. I mean, it's not important at all. But when I wrote my book about Ian Dury uh, right. 10 years ago, uh, Ian lived mm -hmm. in a flat in London in Hammersmith called Digby Mansions, and he lived mm -hmm. in apartment number 54. And when I was researching Nick's great-grandmother, she submitted a patent application in London for something she had invented and gave her address as 54 Digby Mansions. So Nick Lowe's... <laughs> that made me gasp. When Nick, I read that, I was like, <gasps> Nick, Nick Lowe's great-grandmother and Ian Dury shared the same address, <laughs> albeit 60 or 70 years apart. Yeah, incredible. Yes. Well, who do we write to get a plaque? We should really have a plaque. <laughs> right. Right. Well, funnily enough, there is a campaign at the moment for 
uh, an Ian Dury plaque in London, a blue plaque, uh, but they haven't decided quite where it's going to be put yet because he lived in several different addresses. And he he actually called that uh, Cat S Mansions, right? Uh, no, that was that that was a previous uh, apartment. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that, the wrong one. Yeah, that was the one. The the one you referred to was near the Oval Cricket Ground in South London. Okay. Yeah. Again, I don't want to get off the subject of no. the flow, but I, I must say that your your Ian Dury book is is fabulous, and I hope we will get another occasion to talk to you about, about <laughs> Thank that. Thank you. Thank but you. Anyway. Um, when we talk about Nick growing up, um, I was wondering if you saw any possible similarities with uh, Joe Strummer, because um, he was overseas with his dad, and you know I know Joe was the son of a um, diplomat, diplomat, and uh, and Nick's dad was an RAF officer, right? An attaché. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they're both left-handed, um, <laughs> and they're both born about two, two years apart. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Joe kind of disguised or covered up his background much more than Nick has done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, Joe was really more of a character. I love Joe. I'm not, it's not a criticism. Right. He was great. I love the right. clash. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Joe disguised it, whereas Nick Lowe was very proud of his uh, family background and his father's career in the Royal Air Force and talks openly about that period and doesn't in any way try to hide or disguise it, whereas some uh, some musicians, especially rock musicians, tend to obscure their past if there's the slightest whiff of privilege or money or education um it's not very rock and roll but nick is nick is nick is the complete anti anti uh, antithesis of that he he's quite proud of it so i think it was interesting that nick lowe i, I sort of confirmed to me what i understood about public school students and that they really had an aversion to to appear to be working hard um that uh trying hard or the appearance of trying hard is a no-no. And that really seems to be something, I don't know if that was Nick's uh, tendency before he hit public school or result of it, but, uh, and I know you've co-written with him and you've also, um, you know, worked with him on this book. Does that seem to be true that he has this, uh, this, this sort of appearance of ease, this, this, uh, that this wanting to seem like things are easy, that they come naturally to him. Yeah. I think Nick's pretty relaxed about um, stuff, you know, his music career, his touring, his recording these days. I think there was a time probably in the late 70s, early 80s, when he did uh, break into a sweat once or twice, uh, when he was signed to major record labels and he was under pressure to deliver you know an album every year and write 12 or 15 songs and then go on tour and he got on that endless cycle of tour album tour album that took him more or less through the 1980s um but these days uh, that that is literally in the past and i think um it, it's in the past in that he doesn't want to work like that anymore uh he takes things at a slightly more gentlemanly pace 
So that's a sneak preview of what will be coming up soon. We'll have a full discussion, Will Birch, about this wonderful um, biography of Nick Lowe, Cruel to be Kind, the life and music of Nick Lowe. And it's just a great book. We can't recommend it highly enough. It's uh, hitting shelves on August 20, 2019. So if you hear this uh, before that date, be sure to pre-order or grab a hold of it if it's after that date. Um, thanks for listening and absolutely you know, do yourself a favor if you're interested in uh, pub rock, uh, in punk rock, in stiff records. Uh, there's just so much to learn here and, and it's just a great, great read. Uh, very well documented and, uh, you know, I can't recommend it highly enough. Um, talk soon. Bye. <laughs>